It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's 8 floors up. That's like 8 times... I don't... A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash chooseblue by December 11th. Welcome into the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Happy Tuesday to you. Hopefully you had a great holiday weekend. I'm on Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. I hope you're excited that we're back here on Locked on Bengals on iTunes, audioboom.com. Subscribe, share, like. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. A lot to get to. A.J. Green coming from the Bengals locker room. I talked to A.J. Green along with some other reporters uh, about an hour ago. You're going to hear from A.J. in this podcast. It's about four minutes long. It's some good stuff from A.J. on John Ross and much, much more. By the way, shout out real quick to Max at Orange Card. Orange Orange County Card Brothers, rather, sent me a couple cards. I got it, uh, a couple Bengals cards, like the, the trading cards, and I was like, oh, I have mail? I never get mail at the station. Had mail today. And uh, shout out to Max for sending me that. It's definitely much appreciated. They're on Twitter. I'll give them a shout out at OC card B-R-O-S as in brothers. But I, I want to start today's show with a prediction. And I-, I was thinking about it after what A.J. Green said. And this might not come to a shock or as a shock to some of you. Others, it might especially coming from me, who was on the John Ross train and all about the Bengals picking John Ross. Here's the prediction. The Bengals are going to not use John Ross much in the early part of the year. Doesn't sound like that hot of a take, right? But what's going to happen is, especially if the Bengals' offense struggles at all, what's going to happen is John Ross isn't going to get on the field much because, one, the Pac-12 rules, they're quarters, so he's been away from the team during OTAs which is kind of important for a rookie. I've talked to multiple rookies or or second-year players about their rookie year and the difference between the two. It's a big difference. So John Ross is missing time right now where he could be learning the playbook. And A.J. Green's going to talk about why the Bengals are probably going to ease John Ross into the system, into the playbook, into everything. And it's not just him. It's all, all rookies, essentially. But what I think is interesting is I know what's going to happen. Whether it's Brandon LaFell's going to drop a pass or the offense is going to sputter, even if they start 3 and 0 and the offense stalls out in game four and they lose, it's going to be like, well, the Bengals use John Ross. Why isn't John Ross on the field more? John Ross is supposed to be so good. He's not making plays. James, you said John Ross is going to be good. He's not good. That's what's going to happen come September, come October. And 
obviously, when you're talking about rookies, even Tyler Boyd last year, the difference between week one and week eight for Boyd was such a, a, such a huge difference. I remember talking, I think our podcast started, this podcast started about week five. And I was in the Bengals locker room during training camp and, and throughout all the offseason stuff last year. And, and, and then when the season started. But Tyler Boyd came on strong midseason to the end of the year. And I thought he could have been featured more. Well, Boyd's still there. Brandon LaFell's still there. Cody Core, like him or not, A.J. Green says he's having a great offseason, looks a lot better than he did last year. He's still there. A.J. Green's still there. Tyler Eifert will be healthy. So the benefit to drafting John Ross is that you're going to have all these different weapons and all these different guys, and he brings something really unique. I'm just not sure that he's going to put up huge numbers right away. And if he doesn't, I think people, I think Bengals fans are going to look at me because I was a huge, huge on board with John Ross. I pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. If you listen to this podcast, you know that. I think that's going to be a narrative. And I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I'm obviously predicting something that about four months away. But without further ado, let's get to, to A.J. Green because the reason I thought that is because he was asked about John Ross earlier today. And here's A.J. on John Ross, on all the new weapons, on how long he's going to play in the NFL, and so much more. You'll hear my voice, Jeff Hobson, Jim Osarski, and a few other reporters with Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green. First question was about John Ross, his rookie year, and kind of easing him into the system. John, man, we're not going to rush him in. we got guys that can play, uh, you know, with Joe and TV. So that's one thing he's not going to have to be uh, pressured to play right away. Um, uh, we got a great uh, receiving core. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, we're going give to give, give him some of his plays and, and let him work himself in. So. How do you watch these, these young guys? I mean, last year... I guess a bigger group of young guys, including TB. Yeah. This year, that room shortens up a little bit, yeah. right? Because there's now that we got John Ross and yeah. TB's back. So, like, when you see like the either the second year guys or these first year guys, how do you watch them develop? Is it, it what are you looking for? I guess trait wise, that you're like, all right, this dude can, can be here. Uh, you know, at this coming in each year, uh, you want to get better at something, and uh, that's what I'm looking for. The young guys, um, you know, something that they didn't do well last year. Um, have to work on it to get better this year. And, uh, I feel like uh, the biggest guy in, uh, that, that's improving is, is Cody Core. I feel like he's been really working on his craft this offseason and, and getting better. Um, you can tell in the field, you know, how fast TV is playing. Um, you know, those guys really been working their butts off this offseason. As a rookie, uh, you know, again, there was more room for maybe for rookies last year in your room, Alex. Cody, mm-hmm. TB. Yeah. This year it shortens up a little bit. So I, I, on your the rookie level again, is there is it just okay? How fast can you acclimate to things? Or again, are yeah, you looking for yeah. something specific? Um, no, it's just how fast you can pick up the playbook. Okay. And then once you pick up the playbook, can you play fast without thinking? And that's the biggest thing. So I feel like with this the, the, the veteran uh, receiver core we have now, um, we didn't have to put all that pressure on John to come in to, to be that that playmaker we needed. Uh, we can throw up some plays for him to, to get him the ball. Um, and then work his way in. So. Who are the playmakers? Playmakers what? Who, I mean, if you don't have to rely on Ross yourself, do you think Core is at that, that yeah, spot? Yeah, we got right a lot now? of playmakers, man. We got you know, uh, Joe, TV. We all, they all can make plays um, around the field, man. Um, I feel like you know we're getting back to where we were in 2015 with Marvin Moe. And I feel like once you know, uh, TV is having that, he's, he's be able to play fast because now he know, know what to do in the way uh, CC is coming along um, and, and Joe and I, and then adding Ross 
Madden, Mixon. Um, I feel like we're getting back to that 2015 roster. Where are you? Where are you? Uh, Health-wise, I mean, uh, you're good. Yeah, you're good, 100%. Going to be an old bastard in July. You're going to be 29. Yeah, right. 29 with a kid. I mean, I'm getting old, right? I'm done. My life's over. <laughs> you feel 29? Huh? No, I don't feel 29. Uh, I, t- I, t- I take great care of my body. Uh, I feel great, man. I feel great. How long can you keep going? Another seven, another seven years. I mean. Another seven. Yeah. Um, Give me another extension. And after yeah. that, I'm riding the sunset. Yeah. So we get you to 30, get you to 36, huh? Yeah. 36, 34. 36, 34. You thought about that? Yeah. I'm moving in the slot at the 36. What's that? So they might move me in the slot at 36. Would you stay? Would you, would you do that? Oh, yeah. If my body's still feeling good, I'm gonna play as long as I can. Because yeah. Calvin, Calvin, as you know, yeah, I don't take, I don't take that much beating. Yeah. So I don't, I don't take that much beating on my body. So I think I can play a long time. Yeah. You, you want to do it here, obviously. Oh, of I guess. course, I mean, of course, I want to be here. Are there any, are there any numbers? I mean, I know you're not a numbers guy. Yeah. Oh, we're all numbers guys. We're in a numbers game. Right. Are there any numbers that are tricky? One Super Bowl. That's all I need. One that's all I need. That's the only number that matters. Just one, huh? Yeah, that's all I need, man. One is good. Atlanta, something they did, I noticed. They, they would rotate receivers in and yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Is that something now with, with these, these young guys that you think, if they pick up the playbook, you guys have six, seven guys that could just rotate in and out and stay fresh? Yeah, I think so, man. I think we can do that. Uh, for me, I don't want to come off the field. Um, so, um, but yeah, so Atlanta, six guys. I won't yeah, count yeah, yeah. <laughs> six guys. Um, but Atlanta had a real good rotation. They kept all those guys fresh um, and showed. The best thing I've heard uh, from AJ Green recently, and, and you heard it there at the end. When I asked him about rotating, he was like, <laughs> I'm not coming out. And the reason that's huge to me in my eyes is five years ago, AJ Green wouldn't have said that. Four years ago, he wouldn't have said that. It, it seems like now he knows how great he is. It seems like now he knows I'm the man. I'm going to be the man. We need to win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, we have all these weapons. Team needs me. And when you're a superstar, when you're the best player on a team, we see it in the NBA. The NBA Finals are going on. LeBron James, we want him to want the ball with 10 seconds to go. We want Steph Curry to take the shot or Kevin Durant to take the shot. I want A.J. Green to say, oh, I'm the man. And he did, and he didn't hesitate to do it. So definitely props to him for, for that attitude change, that, that adjustment that I think has, has taken place. I think it's been this offseason. I really do, because that's not the first time we've heard from him, and he's had that attitude towards it, which is really good. Tomorrow, you're going to hear from Nick Vigil. I went one-on-one with Nick Vigil. I think he's going to start. He's athletic. I'm going to ask him uh, about the offseason, how things are going, and, and what's next for him, what's next for this defense, about new Bengals linebacker Kevin Minner. And then the next day you're going to hear from George Iloka because we talked to him as well. He had some interesting things to say about the media, about all the outside voices and chatter that have gone on this offseason. I think it's really interesting. So you'll hear from him as well this week. I appreciate you guys for joining me. It's a short podcast as we return, but uh, tomorrow's Wednesday, by the way. Man, my my days are screwed up. It feels like a Monday. Tomorrow, we will be back at it here on Locked on Bengals. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm James Erpine. Subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com. Follow on Twitter, at Locked on Bengals. Until next time, I appreciate you guys for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild-card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? 
Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.